Okay, I think we're going. It is. I think we're rolling. My name's Katie Perkins. I'm 21 years old. I'm from Brenham, Texas, and my favorite bluebell flavor is banana pudding. Well, I was feeling a lot of anxiety. I, I was so anxious waking up this morning. I woke up like three or four times in the middle of the night. I would be lying if I said I wasn't anxious for the next seven days of riding. Feeling good. A lot of my nervousness turned into, you know, excited energy. I'm ready to, ready to get pedaling. It's gonna be 150 miles of camaraderie, 150 miles of teamwork. We are arguably doing the coolest class that Texas Tech has to offer and I am channeling that nervousness into gratefulness and trying to be really present. Dusty white and gray rocks clutter the paths that wind and twist through the brushy and overgrown earth. An expansive skyline envelops the wilderness beneath. The streaming orange sun paints it a rich, warm hue, dressed with shades of pink, as it dips beneath the southern New Mexico horizon. The monumental loop is beautiful and wild. And soon, small dots will slowly course through the trails like blood in a vein, here for one week, one week of adventure. This is episode four, Shifting Gears. The halls inside the College of Media and Communication are empty. It's near the end of the fall semester. Jared Foster glides down the hall astride his bike. 20 young people file inside a classroom for the first unofficial gathering of Adventure Media 2023. But I'm glad we could do it this this way because uh, Taylor and Justin and Thomas back there, you see them, they're uh, not students. No, most definitely not students. And by the way, Justin, who Jared's referring to there, he's a photographer in my office. This will be his fifth Adventure Media trip. This is where we're going. All right, it'll shoot it to you straight. Up until the point where I did, where I rode the Colorado Trail, um, or at least the southern side, of the southern parts of the Colorado Trail, it had been the hardest thing I'd ever done on a bike. I know I'm just painting a really good picture here <laughs> for y'all. You might have heard of this class offered by MCOM. It's different, it's unique. It's so original, in fact, that the class and its influencer status professor have generated massive attention in the world of bikepacking. It was created in 2017 by Jared and associate professor Justin Keene. Adventure Media, it's exactly how it sounds. This honors credited class is designed to take students outside the classroom in the most practical, literal way possible. Biking along trails across the Southwest, documenting the journey through photo and video. This year, they're shooting a docu-series about their experience on the monumental loop. And if you know anything about bikepacking, you know this is one of the country's premier routes. In full, it's 250 miles of rocks and sand, mountain climbs, and thorny single track. And this group will do a little more than half of it, the hardest parts, through southern New Mexico. And it's not for the faint of heart. Oh my gosh, I ramped it. Sorry guys, that was crazy. In this first formal meeting, we spent some time going around the room, introducing ourselves. We're all really different. A lot of these students are in the college, like Katie Perkins. Everyone calls her KP. She and her classmate Cole are really important in this episode. Both are taking this class for the second time. It's a diverse collection of college students, like Daniela Rodriguez. 
You might have seen her in the season of 1883. I'm not kidding. And Keely McMillan, who in 2021 took home the national championship as part of the ad team. Ad is in advertising. Even non-traditional students like Jack Karika. He's been a paramedic, a firefighter, a triathlete, and now a survivor of adventure media. So like I said, from various places, different majors, different life experiences, all are looking for a challenge. And some know that a trip like this holds a much deeper meaning. For one young lady, if doctors have already told her that life will be an uphill battle, why not climb it on a bike? today is going to be pretty difficult but I'm actually uh, feeling really good and positive about it so yeah I'm excited to uh, work with my the group just finished breakfast at a local spot called the pepper pot it's so good oh, I'm quite so good <laughs> they've named themselves the chili chasers hatch New Mexico where the route begins is the chili capital of the world you need to come when, when they're roasting green chili it's a, it's a smell you'll never forget Slim Whitlock grew up in Hatch, and in 2021, he became the mayor of his hometown. He owns a local grocery store and lets the group keep their vans parked there for a week. What's up, Jackie? No. Outside in the parking lot, bikes are being unloaded, tires checked, water bottles topped off. One thing I know is that, and it's one thing that Dr. Keene preaches, is that you can't handle what's thrown at you, but you can handle your reaction to it. There's some country music playing, I see some chilies down the street, and we are about to head into probably the hardest day of the trip. KP is a senior. She graduates in December 2023. She's a gifted photographer, a lover of the outdoors, a scientist. She does research through the True Scholars program at Tech. She studied abroad twice, in Iceland and South Africa, made the Great Plains her classroom, and participated in fieldwork at the Junction campus. So she's really taken advantage of her years as a student. She feels good about this year for Adventure Media Round 2. She's ready for this, the hardest route that Adventure Media has ever done. And we are off! Okay, first eight miles all on pavement, then we've got the hardest climb of probably the whole trip. But good thing it's in the first day. Okay, I'm here with Danny, but this is just a personal vlog for the moment. That's Cole. He also graduates this December with a dual degree in architecture and general business. Cole is split right down the middle. Half of him dreams of becoming a documentary filmmaker for National Geographic, while the other half says he'd like to own his own architecture business someday. He's a creative in the truest form of the word. You'll hear Cole and KP a lot in this episode. They're our student collaborators and the reason this episode even exists. We are probably at the last stop before we hit the tough stuff. I don't know if you can see in the background, but that big hill, that's what we're climbing. This is, this is crunch time. This is the time to refuel. This is the time to get your head in the game. It's gonna be fun. I'm excited. We finally get to see this thing. Everybody's been hyping it up all year. All everybody can talk about is White Gap. I don't even know what comes after White Gap, except for like long rides. Oh my God. It's a beautiful day. Beautiful day to ride a mountain bike. 
I've definitely fallen. I don't know how many times, but I'm good with falls now. <laughs> I've just gotten in my head about it. And then I get down and I'm like, oh, that wasn't that bad, was it? <laughs> but when I'm up there, I'm like, like just now I was like in tears about it. My confidence in this is not good. I will be honest. So, a little nervous about that. We are in peak sunset now, but the sun had just barely dipped below the mountains we were on and it cast this golden light over all of us and just feeling Im immensely grateful to be here and immensely grateful that I go to a university that offers these kind of opportunities because when am I ever going to feel like that sitting in a lecture hall? Whenever we were getting to the very top of White Gap, we just timed it so perfectly to where the light was pouring over the top of the mountain peaks. It was lighting up the little like prairie grass that we had and everyone had a nice yellow glow to it. That may have been one of the prettiest landscapes I've seen in my entire life. That was one of the most magical moments I've ever had outdoors. Not to be super horribly cheesy, but I think this is gonna be the adventure of a lifetime. I think I'm gonna come back changed. I just don't know how yet. That's Lindsay Doobie. She graduated in May with a dual degree in ag communications and creative media industries. So I'm excited to see, to find parts of myself that I, I might not know are there right now. I love everybody I'm doing it with. This group is just stellar because I feel like we're all such hard workers and not complainers, like we're all doers. My favorite part so far, I think I'll have to agree with Liv. The people here are just great. I realized that like my head's my worst enemy at times, when, especially when biking, because sometimes it's just kind of like, just got to keep going, just got to keep pedaling. Days one and two blend together in a blur of sore legs and lungs, dust-filled eyes and mouths and sweaty high-fives. So far, they've made it through White Gap and multiple terrain changes. They've experienced petroglyphs and cruised down the Chihuahuan Desert. They watch the sunset near Picacho Peak at the edge of the Mesilla Valley. The adrenaline they started the trip with would sustain them through the first 48 hours and 50 miles. My bags are mad at me that I threw them on the ground on accident last night when I also threw my body. They pulled into camp to set up for another night beneath the star-filled sky. By the time they wake up on day three, the trip is starting to wear. On emotions, on legs, on tires. New challenges will soon present themselves to this group of dusty desert riders. We'll tell you about those right after the break. The legacy I want to leave is that though you're here for an education, find what you love doing, but make sure that what you're doing is not only impacting yourself, but impacting our university in a positive light. I have a love for my community. I have a love for my friends. I have a love for being an African-American individual. My name is Christiana Adejokin, and from here, it's possible. Where do I clip this? Um, on your little, yeah, right there. Right here. So just introduce yourself, maybe a little bit about your journey so far and today especially. And just kind of talking to myself? Yeah, kind of, just like reflecting on the day. And My name is Hannah Hudgens, and I am a sophomore at Texas Tech University. Um, I've been involved in several of the immersive learning programs that Tech offers with Jared Foster. Um, I've done the Junction Maymaster. That was my first little experience um, last summer. You're good, Danny. We'll walk. I cannot describe the amount of joy and just bliss, honestly, that comes from 
challenging yourself in beautiful places. Whenever I wake up in the morning, there's a sense of drive, a sense of accomplishment that happens there. Right now I'm biking and have, have several miles to go, doing some uphill and downhill stretches and it's a little rocky and holding on for dear life, baby. And the hiking begins. The class has kind of gained enough momentum that every year it keeps making. So I guess we'll keep doing it until there's... Justin Keen has been at Texas Tech since 2013. He's a bike enthusiast, a musician, a soccer fan. He's also a dad of five. Keen, as the students refer to him, is a natural encourager. He's a voice of reason. He's perspective when the days are long. Why do you continue to bring students out into the field year after year? Part of it is... I think the experience is so unique and it's such a, a special thing that we get to do this and students, you know, they graduate. <laughs> so students have this really incredible experience and then we've got this new crop that I think deserves the opportunity to, to push themselves and to try hard things. What's the biggest thing that you hope students take away from Adventure Media? That they're capable of a lot more than they think they are. Um, I don't care if they ever bike pack again. I don't I don't you know care if they become these avid mountain bikers or something. But I want them to push themselves to do hard stuff, whatever that looks like for them and and to trust themselves that they're going to be capable of doing things in life that on its face looks kind of impossible, right? And that doesn't have to be outdoor based. It doesn't have to be biking. It could be facing a cancer diagnosis. It could be you know really really hard stuff at work or life that they're I just want them to know that they're capable of so much more. And, uh, and this class is, is just as much about empowering students to be the best version of themselves as it is about teaching them to create media in the outdoors. Okay, my name is Olivia Raymond. Um, and I've had <laughs> a rough day. My tire blew out about halfway through our day, right before hitting, right, ooh, sand walking. My tire blew out right when we hit pavement, getting into the outskirts of Las Cruces. I've had a lot of bad mental moments today. Kind of got me a little riled up, just a little in my head and quiet and shed a few tears, but thankful for Keen. He noticed I wasn't doing okay and we talked it out and he helped me feel a little bit better about it. After the last flat tire, number four or five on the day, they had to pull off and look to Conneth for the fix. He's a bike mechanic and a master's student in human sciences. He uses duct tape, rubbing alcohol, and some elbow grease to transition Liv's back tire to tubeless in a gas station parking lot. It took two hours, putting this group very behind schedule. Well, it is officially five o'clock and we are still in Las Cruces. The odds of us making it to our campsite are getting slimmer and slimmer. It's a situation that might have ruined a day. But if you walked up on this group in the parking lot, that's not what you would see. Between dance parties, games of ninja, too many bags of candy to count, two hours passes quickly. By the time they find camp, they're exhausted and spent. They rode the last few miles in the dark after running out of daylight. The nightly happy crappy is a quick one. 
everyone is eager to set up camp and tuck in for the night. Night of day three, me and Lindsay Doobie are climbing into our tents for the night. We are. In our, our nightly debrief, the general consensus was this was a long day. It felt like 10 days in one. And I knew that the next, like, 10 or 11 miles was going to just be up and down and up and down and climbing and sandy and... Man, I was trying so hard to keep it together, like, so hard. And we got to a point where I was like, 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 I can't explain it, like, visibly just trying to, like, take a breath and compose myself, and it just boiled over for me. But I, you know, I don't, I'm not a crier, typically, and I, not that there's anything wrong with crying, I just... That's just not normally me. And so I think crying is a really uncomfortable place, really vulnerable place to be. And I don't want to cry on this trip. Not because of a hard day. Like, I can do hard things. Lindsay comes from a long line of fighters. Muscular dystrophy is a genetic disease that keeps your muscles from regenerating. It's passed from mother to son, from father to daughter. She was 19 when she got the formal diagnosis, her sophomore year of college. I am just really, really proud of myself. And I know that there will be a day where I cannot do this because I've seen it eat away at my family's like physical freedom because it, it's a genetic thing. Um, so being able to do this now, I'm just really grateful for the body that I have today. And then I was able to make it. We are too. Everyone who knows Lindsay knows she isn't held back from anything especially this disease. This trip makes people vulnerable. It's arguably the most important part of the class. The people, the community. Lindsay and the students of this class will say that relationships built in the Sandy Mountains will outlive this week, will outlive this experience. Day four is kicking off. We are officially in the Oregon Mountain Desert Peaks Monument. And we've got a day full of single track waiting for us. The biggest challenge of today is we filled up water in Las Cruces about 15 miles ago and there is no water until tomorrow afternoon. So we're pretty loaded down. The stuff we hit after lunch, I think was like, a different level, not because of its difficulty, just because so many factors were playing into, like, was carrying a lot more stuff because we're about to be out of water for the next day and a half. Jack, why are you so stressed about water? Like, do you not have the capacity? Two liters. Oh. I've been drinking four liters a day. Okay, that would have me a little stressed too. But no, this nice lady was walking back and I asked her if there was a local tap and she said we could come use her her faucet. I mean, by faucet, she hey, meant Justin. front yard hose. Alright. <clears throat> Let's go ride some bikes. Let's go ride some bikes. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go ride some bikes. Keely is a true light on this trip. She embodies positivity even on the most grueling days. She sings to herself, made up words to a song that she creates as she navigates the roughly 17 miles of single track that day four features. Keep pushing. What's your reaction to what you're about to do? Um, I'm really scared. 
From the top of a nearby cliff, Emma Montgomery watches her classmate Jacob wind his way through the path that she's about to go down herself. I don't love a big descent. That looks bad. Oh my God. Yeah. That doesn't make me feel any better. She got me good. Oh no. KP's camera is rolling as Jacob pulls out a thorn about an inch long from his shin. Red blood blossoming from the fresh wound, mixing with tan colored sand coating his leg. Holy shit. This is really fun to me. Single track is really fun because it is challenging. But when you can't do it, when you feel too scared to do it, it's like, then why am I even here? But you did it. But I did it. Shake and bake, baby. Shake and bake. Day four is when Shaylin hits her stride. Being from New York, she admits that before preparing for this trip, her knowledge about bikepacking was next to nothing. Um, my happy was like, today was such like a fun time. I loved the single track. Um, I felt like I was killing it today. Um, I made it up most of the hills I thought I could make it up on and I tried the ones I couldn't. I still made it like a pretty decent way. So very proud of myself today. They pull into camp as the sky is ignited. Blasts of orange and pink and red from the sunset is slowly easing into tones of cool blue. I've never seen a group gel like this ever in these, in these moments. And we've had some really great cohesive groups. But this year's group as a whole uh, was was a true family, and and you know it was like it was like watching a state championship basketball team you know support each other out there on the on the court. All right. Good morning. Good morning. It is twelve twenty-one. It's twelve forty something, and as you can tell, it is raining. We just woke up frantically because our clothes were airing outside of our tent and silently pulled them and got some extra things out of our frame and helmets. Honestly, with how the sky looks right now, you would never have known that it was raining. <laughs> Until you look down at the ground where all of our tent pads were and it is just blatantly obvious that something went horribly wrong last night. Um, yeah, I think God was looking at all of our footage and decided, you know what, they didn't have enough conflict. I was told there was a 10% chance, and whoever told me that there's a 10% chance they're catching these hands, because I am freezing. After a couple miles downhill into a truck stop, we've got a much needed refuel to start off day five strong. Real quick, what did you eat? I had four Uncrustables, a banana, I had a honey bun, I had a Jimmy Dean sausage, egg, cheese, gravy bowl, a Red Bull, and a chocolate milk, and a banana, unless I already said banana. <laughs> Somewhere north of 1,500 calories. Yeah. Your dog, am I, am I looking at here? Or You're looking you? at me, yeah. This is Matt Mason, self-proclaimed desert roamer and stay-at-home dad. He also created the Monumental Loop in 2009. He joined the class for the first couple of days. So I had the idea to piece together a hike, what, you know, what would become the Monumental Loop. And I tried to do it, and it was just so sandy, and it was so far between the mountains that I didn't enjoy it at all. 
after a few years, it would evolve into the premier route that it is today. While it's popular among fellow bikers, Matt says his dream is for this to become a thing, the locals' treasure. I sort of think this is what everybody needs, you know what I mean? We have all these problems in society, and I think they're all sort of rooted back to we've lost our connection with nature. That's my belief. You know, we had two my goal for the loop would be like the big win would be like if a high school group or some like kids who grew up here, you know, they go out and on the weekend. If they ride some of the loop to like have fun on the weekends, to me that would be like a success. Yeah! Woo! Go Collins! Go Collins! Dead silence as he climbs. It's like. I mean, really, we were just going down this road and I was behind everybody and I'm like, I, I felt like overwhelmed with just like hope for the future. I'm like, these kids are killing it. I just feel super hopeful, you know. T-minus three miles until we're at the end of it. Sun's going down, the sky is on fire, there's a rainbow. I'm very happy to be on this journey. I'm happy to share it all with you, listening at home. If you could be here, you'd see the sky on fire with pinks and purples and blues. The remnants of a thunderstorm that passed us long ago and will probably come back around for us in the night. A lot of gratitude that this is a life I get to live and this is an opportunity I get to have at Texas Tech and that I get to share it with so many amazing people. And that classes like this have changed the course of my life. Is this it, you guys? <laughs> My happy is riding those last five miles in together. Like we all grouped up and decided to do that. I think that was really, really important. And I was kind of in the really good rhythm where I didn't have to worry about shooting. I had this like really cool, like I'm gonna call it cyclist tie. I don't know, it was like an out of body experience. The only thing I had to basically feel my way through it was just the bike itself and you kind of start to become one with the machine beneath you and everything that's going around. A lot of happies though. I really enjoyed riding up the incline um, for forever it felt like. <laughs> um, but I like that, like slow steady climbs where you're just kind of coasting the whole way. Coasting is the wrong word. Pushing like hell, but you know what I mean. I hope when our kid grows up they're half as awesome as all y'all are. Day five comes to a close on a sentimental note. In a rush of accomplishment and pride, exhausted bodies catching a second wind of appreciation for each other, the earth around them, and the strength from within. The final rest stop at Kilbourne Hole is still 25 miles from the pickup spot, a bonus ride back to town that they'll start the next morning. Oh, this is almost surreal to me. Oh my gosh. I can't we did the monumental loop. And we met Matt Mason. And we're about to eat good. Ah! <laughs> oh yeah. yeah. It's around lunchtime on Friday, March 17th, and they can now all say that Adventure Media 2023 is in the books. They celebrate together and relax on the curb outside a spot they've selected for lunch. Hey, I'm not Jared, and I'm not super philosophical about stuff. I just kind of raw emotion, but um, I'm proud of you guys. Like, this was hard. This was 175 miles of just great. And so this is a week that I hope you guys remember for a really long time. And I, I hope you remember, if nothing else, that the little voice inside of your head that tells you you can't do stuff is a liar. Since 2017, Adventure Media has found a way to bring practical learning experiences to students in a real-world way. 
It's a course that's inspired faculty, wanting to give their students an experience outside the traditional classroom. It's also a course that's changed the trajectory of students' careers, introducing them to individuals like Matt Mason, who you met earlier, and Brandon Weaver, who work and live in the world of outdoor sports. Without Adventure Media and restarting riding, I, I, I think I would be lost. He's a freelance writer, mostly doing work for outdoor recreation magazines. I was living in Colorado at the time, and I'm a native Texan. Uh, I was Texas sick. So to get to come back to my beloved Big Ben and spend it with some of the most exceptional young people that I'd ever met at the time changed my life. Weaver made his first guest appearance with the class in 2019 after collaborating with Jared Foster on a bikepacking article the season prior. He's been a part of everyone since. It's been this this motivating thing that every year I do, and I meet all these young creators and collaborators and just the most talented, hardworking young people that I've ever met, even when I was young. <laughs> it's, a, it's a weird feeling that after all of that, like the culmination of it, and we're just, we're just gonna go back now. Cole can testify that taking this class a second time is transformative. His first time around was in 2020, so he didn't get the full experience like he did on the Monumental Loop. Life's about to resume. I'm about to have to turn on my phone again for the first time in five days. I'm kind of scared for that. About to get blown up by notifications for something. This was a once-in-a-lifetime experience. I'm, I'm lucky to say that I was a part of it. This is the night where it all hits home. How much they've learned. How much they grew. How much they've changed. Jared takes some time to have a short award ceremony, so to speak, to celebrate some of the high points of the trip. For the deuce takers, it's Dawson. Oh, yeah. that, that one was a really, really hard one. Um, Dawson always kept the team together. You were always super cheerful. Um, you, you were extremely positive, and that's the whole class. And you were also extremely productive. Y'all's team was very productive. You were always on it. They took on a, an extra job. I mean, they, they, now part of their being in the class again was to work with comms and marketing. But you know, unfortunately, Taylor couldn't make it, so they were Taylor. That's here. KP and Cole that he's talking about here. Jared gave them additional well-deserved credit for their storytelling of this trip. We we talked about. I mean, today as we're just like slogging along, we talked about how everybody did something that we were like so impressed with. I mean, Emma's climbing, that uh, was really, really cool to watch, right? right? Shaylin, like really, really digging the downhill, just the single track in general, right? The utmost respect to each and every single one of you. It was an honor to ride next to you. I did saddle talk with everybody. These classes mean everything to me and it fills me up, inspires me to be a better rider, be a better creator. I don't think I could come out here on my own, like on my own will without you guys and do what we just did. And I think it's really cool that, uh, you know, Matt is a demigod in the bikepacking world <laughs> and, you know, Dr. Foster is unbelievably famous in the bikepacking world. We were really out here bikepacking the Monumental Loop. Um, and it's just really, really incredible that we got transplanted into this community that was so accepting of us as complete newbies uh, with also people that are really figureheads for the community. We're going to be faced with challenges for the rest of our lives and just knowing that you know we all had the courage to take that step and to build our comfort zones a little more and knowing that one day we might not be able to do that and 
just really be able to cherish these moments now, that's probably the coolest thing. KP says the class has taught her that oftentimes we don't give ourselves enough credit, that the depth of our abilities is more expansive than we can even know. Like the path of the monumental loop, life is filled with thorns, with sand and rocks that are easy to get stuck in. But you only really fail when you give up. We tell ourselves that boundaries are where our limits lie, but the truth is that maybe it's where our story begins. That when you meet your boundary and discover you can go beyond it, that unknown place is where we find our true strength. Fearless is produced by the Texas Tech Office of Communications and Marketing. It's hosted and written by me, Taylor Peters. And this episode is co-produced by Katie Perkins and Cole Rohrbach. Special help from Allison Hearth. Thomas Boyd is our audio engineer. He does our sound design and edits this podcast. Go to our website at today.ttu.edu fearless to see more photos, videos, and testimonials from the trip produced by the students of Adventure Media 2023. And keep listening for a special bonus episode of Fearless with KP and Cole. It starts right now.